The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Hi, everyone. We have another guest here today. And can you just introduce yourself for us? Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Sarwar. Um, I'm a general dentist who had been practicing for 10 years. Um, I recently um, left clinical dentistry due to a series of musculoskeletal and nerve um, injuries. So I've started dedicating um, some of my time and energy on helping other dentists and dental students alike avoiding the pain and discomfort that comes with dentistry. That leads nicely into a lot of what we're going to talk about today too. So is that kind of where your initial drive for your platform came from was your own personal story? Yes, a hundred percent. I, you know, was an athlete growing up and we have all these injuries, you know, that you can recover from. Um, and going into dental school, you've heard all of these stories of dentists um, having lots of aches and pains throughout the day and their career um, is full of carpal tunnel or back pain, neck pain and whatnot. And I never in my life thought I would be in that, in that scenario or in that, in that situation, because I was always an avid athlete. I was, I worked out, I was healthy. Um, and then, you know, things just happened and it crept up and um, I've kind of made it my mission now to help dental students and dentists really understand that what we've done in the past doesn't always necessarily correlate with how things will look for us in the future. And it's really about focusing on in the moment and really working on what we can do to take care of ourselves physically, mentally as dentists while still taking care of our patients and, you know, being successful in our careers. Yeah, I think a lot of just what's put out there about dentists by other dentists is just like work super, super hard, grind, 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 like crazy hours, crazy amount of patients. Like how many patients can you fit in a day? And it's like a competition between each other with yourself. And I'm sure that can lead to not only mental burnout, but physically taxing on our bodies. So Is there, I guess, just initially, like, what are some of the things you like to tell people about dealing with that or avoiding that? Sure. Um, How you mentioned, you know, there's burnout physically and mentally. And I always stress that physical burnout, physical pain can come from psychological stress 100%. So when I look at a dentist who's suffering physically, I always try to see what's stressing them out you know, in working on stress reducers, nervous system regulation, and really trying to create an environment that's more conducive 
to getting yourself out of fight or flight mode. You know, we don't always want to be constant, constantly stressed out in the, in the dental office or when we're treating patients. So that's definitely step one. And then step two, I always, you know, am trying to promote ergonomics. And I don't know about, you know, dental school now, I'm out 10 years, so things have changed quite a bit, I'm sure. But when we were in dental school, we didn't have as much of an emphasis on ergonomics. I had maybe one or two clinical professors that would advocate for us and, you know, try to reposition our, our, you know, our necks and our backs and help us position patients so that we can prevent injury. But I don't think there's much education on that, hands-on education on that, um, in the way that we need it in today's world. You know, as you said, we're trying to, you know, there's this competition of who can see the most patients, who's producing most. Um, but what we forget is that you can't produce long-term if you're injured, you know, so we need to look at long-term, um, health and success, not just what we can produce for Q1 or Q2, or, you know, in December being our busiest month of the year, let's produce the most. Um, you need to see what we can do for the next 10 years, 15 years, or however long, you know, you choose to practice dentistry. Um, my goal is always to get dentists to retire when they want to retire, not when their body's forcing them to retire. Um, so that's definitely a huge um, way that I look at things. And then um, ergonomically speaking, you know, dental students, you're kind of stuck in what you have in the operatory, but that doesn't limit what you can do to really help yourselves. Um, so the pointers that I typically give dental students are first and foremost, posture in and out of the op. Working on your posture is extremely important. Um, you know, being physically <clears throat> fit is, is important, but you can be in great shape and still have poor posture. Um, so, you know, we see it all the time where we have bodybuilders who, you know, have that forward leaning forward head posture, which contributes to a lot of neck and back pain. So we want to really bring your chin back, your ears in line with your shoulders over your hips, you really have that um, alignment is going to help you long term. And you know, the, the new loops that are out there, the ergo loops, that's really helpful in trying to um, give you that great posture. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I'm also curious when you're talking about posture. I've heard of some people using those like different posture correcting like wearables i guess is the best way to describe it because i think some of them are more intensive than others are any of those actually like recommended or do you think that they're good i i personally don't recommend them long term you can use them initially to help with habit correction but long term it can actually create um it can make your muscles become weaker because it's relying only on those correctors. So stretching is, is great doing things like yoga, um, Pilates, and of course, strength training will also help really strengthen that back muscle, um, in getting 
the neck stronger is going to help you long term. And then one way I always recommend, you know, to really keep that forward head posture um, minimized and really keeping it in alignment is to work on your um, indirect vision. Indirect vision is going to be a game changer. And it's hard. It's hard for for some dentist, you know, it's hard for dentists who've been out for years to really get that angle when it comes to prepping number 15 buckle or, you know, whatever the case may be, we all want to crane our neck over, do it as fast as possible. We have three hygiene patients waiting, but really slowing down and, and focusing on that indirect vision is going to save your neck and your back long-term um, and really help with that posture. Yeah, I definitely noticed that because I'm pretty good about using the mirror for indirect vision when it comes to like restorative and crown and bridge and everything. But when we switch over to do our oral surgery and extractions, and that's more standing focus, which I like standing, but you don't like indirect vision extract a tooth. So it's so physically taxing when we're on that rotation for a week or two weeks and that's all you're doing. And sometimes you're bending in all sorts of ways. And I think they kind of have us spend more time on a procedure than you would in a real office because they want us to learn our way through it. So it it can be very taxing for sure. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about ergonomics, we always have to take in consideration the patient population that you're working on. So pediatrics is definitely more difficult to maintain, you know, a great posture or have that indirect vision and, and oral surgery is another one. Um, with oral surgery, I always recommend patient positioning, work with the patient to get your best positioning possible. If you need to lean them back more or have them tilt their heads um, and then your positioning where you can stand, that's going to help you, um, you know, elevate and re you know, remove with forceps in a way that's not going to create so much tension in the shoulder and the neck and the back. Um, so that's definitely key is, is really positioning yourself in the correct way. And I don't share like video version of the podcast, but do you have any place you recommend people looking up for like stretches to do before or after patients or just anything you can share on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so for, for me, YouTube has a plethora of, of um, different videos and I've used them myself. So if you just go on YouTube and that you can even write in like stretches for dentists and there's so many physical therapists that come up that specifically have um, videos just for stretches for dentists or even neck stretches, shoulder stretches. And what we forget is that we're focused so much on the head, our head position, our neck and our shoulders, we forget about our arms. So we don't want to forget about doing some um, wrist stretches and forearm stretches because that's key. Our hands, you know, we're holding a handpiece or, you know, a scaler or anything like that for so long at a time. And we think it's only just a couple minutes, but if you look at an average person, you're not holding something in a static position like that for minutes at a time with vibration and movement. So we forget that those, those um, areas, our wrists and our hands are so delicate that they also feel the tension before our, our neck and shoulders do. So it's really important to stretch out the hands and the wrists as well in the forearms. And then the last thing I definitely would recommend looking up is, um, nerve gliding. So a uh, nerve flossing, they, they call it. So what it is, is exercises to help with like the carpal tunnel area in the cubital tunnel so that we don't have, um, you don't have a higher um, percentage or chance of getting it. So it's been shown that like 71% of dentists have carpal tunnel syndrome symptoms. So if you, what you call floss your nerve, um, the median and the ulnar nerve, it can actually like reduce inflammation and help 
keep them healthier. So something to definitely take into consideration, you know, starting as a dental student, it's going to help you a lot more um, and really prevent those symptoms from coming up. Yeah, I really want to look into that. That sounds cool because I well, during like workout classes and things, sometimes I notice I'm like, oh, like that felt a little weird. And now my wrist is like tingly. Hopefully it goes away tomorrow, things like that. So I'm just always trying to see like, how can I have better habits day to day that set me up to be stronger and more preventative with any kind of injuries? Yeah. Is there? Any- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you do notice that you're having tingling in your hands and wrists when you wake up in the morning, a lot of times when we sleep at night, we tend to bend our wrists. And that can, if you have any inflammation from dentistry, anything in the carpal tunnel area, it can actually make it worse. So a lot of um, people will wear um, like a brace to sleep. You can get one of those thin ones right off of Amazon and and wear it to help prevent flexion in the wrists. And that can reduce um, the numbness and tingling as well. Oh, that's really good to know. Thankfully, I'm not at that point yet, but there might be people (laughs) listening that are worried about that or dealing with it. And I think that's the hardest thing about anything just related to our health in general is that a lot of times you don't know what's a problem until it's a problem and you're not noticing things or thinking about things until they go south. And then you're like, oh, well, if I can get better, I'm never going to take this pinky for granted again if it stops hurting or whatever the thing may be. So when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How can we kind of either whether it's habits or just a mentality, like really try to focus on being preventative and like intervening now before we have issues? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. I think that as dental students, it's it's key. You know, we we always take such good care of our patients and we're focused so much on them and their well-being that we always forget about our own. So, you know, getting as much quality sleep as you can is one of the first steps I would say, because that's going to help your body replenish and kind of rejuvenate and restore all our, you know, growth hormone release, our muscle repair comes from that. So that's excellent. That's like a first way I would say is, you know, pulling those all-nighters, try to not as many, you know, if you can, you know, the less, the better, the healthier your sleep, the healthier you'll be. And then also, you know, doing, changing your habits is extremely difficult. So I would say small, small steps, you know, maybe one step, first step could be is really focusing on your posture, or even if it's not inside the operatory and it's outside the operatory, you know, focusing, okay, let's today, I'm going to stand, try to stand as straight as possible. And then slowly integrate that into the operatory. I'm a huge proponent of baby steps. There's no way you're going to go into an operatory and have perfect ergonomics every single time you see a patient you know, it's, it's impossible to ask that of yourself. So I think just being realistic is, is a great um, thing as well. And taking baby steps and making those changes. Um, You know, if you have trouble with, and you have great posture and you have trouble with indirect vision, really working on that outside the operatory, you know, working, um, they have a lot of worksheets and you can literally just grab a mirror and work through it. Even if you're not using a drill, just 
focusing on trying to get your hand used to it. Working indirectly, you can use um, a mirror and like um, like paper and start writing and, and doing things like that. So just slowly integrating things. Another thing um, that I always recommend is when you're setting up your operatory, try to make it like a mental checklist or even have a physical checklist of things that you need that you don't need to reach for while you're treating patients or get up and run to get. That extra movement is going to also create more tension throughout the body. And actually, um, repetitive movements can create injury, musculoskeletal injuries. So things like that, um, you know, just do, picking one thing and focusing on that. And then once you start to master that, go on to the next one. So it's more about taking baby steps. If you feel like you need to jump in and do everything all together, it's not going to happen and you're going to get more discouraged. So I always say, take baby steps, take whatever you find easiest and, and easier to do for you, focus on that. And then that once you master that, that encouragement will push you to the next step. But I definitely say, you know, how you treat your patients, how much energy and effort you put into treating them, focus on yourself the same way. That's really nice advice. And you mentioned a few things about like setting up your environment to prevent injury and just make things flow a little bit better. What are other ways that we can make our office environment in support of wellness for the dentist, but also for assistants, hygienists? How can we kind of set things up for success there? Absolutely. Um, you know, first and foremost, having that culture of wellness, you know, really incorporating, you know, whether it's mindfulness or giving, you know, breaks, hydration breaks, you know, you would be, you'd be pressed to find that it's even hard to take a water break in some offices. Um, but having that culture of wellness and, and, you know, um, really promoting mental and physical well-being is the first step, I would say. And then secondary, you want to be able to have ergonomic instrumentation, um, you know, mirrors and, and scalers that are more optimized and ergonomic friendly. Um, you want to be able to use digital impressions that'll help reduce, um, it'll help make the office more efficient. So you don't necessarily have to be in the operatory as often or for as long. So you can have a, a more of a break between patients to stretch, to get that, to get, you know, recuperate. Um, and I think having open communication in an office is really, really important because if someone is struggling and they need to take a minute, having that dialogue is so important because without that dialogue, you start to mentally get stressed out besides physically, that leads to a lot of muscle tension. And anytime you have muscle tension and then you add the physical component of dentistry, you're more likely to get injured. So I think really having that open dialogue, mindfulness focused practice is really going to incorporate and really promote the ergonomic well-being. Those are all really important things. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Is there like any equipment specifically that you recommend having? Like, are there certain types of dental chairs you recommend, not for the patient, but for the provider, any other things you think offices should look into? Sure. Um, there's definitely a huge um, benefit of having a nice operator chair. A lot of people like the saddle stool. I don't blindly recommend saddle stools for everybody because you want to make sure that your spine is supported. And some people have more of a curvature than others. So there's variations to the saddle stool. Some have backs, some don't. So I would recommend to try them if you can make it to a local conference or even um, you can order some from Amazon and, or, and, and, you know, always return if they don't work for you. Um, but 
I would always recommend trying once you are able to pick your, your, your chair. Um, but you want to create a posture when you're sitting so that your hips are above your knees in that they're angulated. You don't want to have a flat chair because that's going to really um, give you more tension in the lower back. So having a more angulated um, posture on a saddle stool is going to help you a lot. Um, the other thing that I would definitely recommend is if you can, ergonomic loops will help tremendously in creating that posture where you don't have to tilt your chin down to um, really see in, as you did with older version of loops. Um, and that really helps keep your chin in line um, with in your ears in line with your shoulders to prevent that forward head posture. You're going to feel a lot more relief in your neck in your shoulders. Um, and then the third thing is a loop light. You definitely want to have that loop light. Um, using the overhead light is great, but you have to adjust it so much that your that extra movement of constantly moving it with your arms, either you or your assistant, is going to create more shoulder pain and um, rotator cuff issues. So definitely, you know, things of that nature. And then of course, instrumentation can, we can open a whole can of worms with that, but that's really based on your specialty. And then, you know, um, preferences. I always give a couple of options within a group of type of instrumentation because everybody has a different preference and what you work well with will help you long-term versus something somebody else might work well with. So I don't like to cherry pick and say, you can only use this specific instrument. I think it needs to, you know, individuals with larger hands, versus smaller hands, you know, things of that nature really do play a role in that. But the three that I, I think are, you know, a great stool, saddle, or um, there's another version called a GoPack, which has a back to it. Um, loops and light are your, your really your go-tos. Yeah, I can imagine that instruments vary so much because it sounds like the overarching message is like, try to keep the appointment efficient, not dragging things out. And if you're struggling with an instrument, and it's straining you and you're tense and you're stressed and you're moving your body all weird ways because it doesn't work well with you, then it's probably not the right instrument for you, even if it's better for someone else. So I definitely see what you're saying there. And I mean, I noticed in myself when I first started in clinic last school year, I would have this like tense, tense jaw after working on like a hard procedure. And I was like, I must be clenching like nobody's business when I'm working and not even realizing it. So that's something I noticed and I've made a very conscious effort this past year to not clench and it's made a very big difference. But it's just so like habits can even start popping up like I didn't really do it in preclinic till patients. And so it's just strange that things can kind of develop over time and it's good to be aware of what our bodies are feeling so we can try to regulate it. 100%. And I used to clench as well. Um, and it's definitely something that a lot of people tend to do, you know, when we're getting that stress level going up. Um, but it's amazing that you recognize it early because chronically, you know, clenching will lead to a lot more issues down the road. Um, but a lot of people who have forward head posture will also start to feel the joint, the TMJ joint starting to ache and pull. So, you know, if you ever do notice that as well, you want to make sure you're really getting that posture up in alignment um, and keeping your um, arms in a, you know, in a 90 degree angle with the floor is really going to help you do that as well. So the minute you start pulling forward, you're going to start feeling it more as in your, in your, um, in your jaw, actually. 
And you also mentioned that aside from the wellness and ergonomics, you're involved with disability insurance. Can you talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. I um, actually submitted my own claim for disability insurance. Um, and that's kind of how I started down the path. Um, I think it's amazing to be able to practice dentistry pain-free hundred percent. And that's my goal to really help, um, Dennis become successful, but not at this, you know, not sacrificing their own health. Um, you know, we want to, we spent so much time and energy going to dental school. We want to have a long career, but sometimes things happen, you know, you know, I never expected myself to be in the situation I'm in. And thankfully I had gotten disability insurance, um, when I graduated dental school. So it was there to protect me. And that's what I want to provide for dentists is, if I can't help you stay pain-free, I want to protect you and protect your, you know, your lifestyle. And that's what, that's what ergonomics is. It's, it's a protecting your lifestyle because pain doesn't just stop in the operatory. Once you leave the operatory, you're not pain-free when you go home. It really does infiltrate your whole life. Um, and it did for me. And so just speaking from experience, if we can help prevent you from experiencing musculoskeletal and nerve injury, amazing. That would be my, my goal. But if it doesn't, and something does happen and you need to use the disability insurance until you can get back on your feet. It's a great way to protect your income, being able to still pay your bills and, you know, loans or anything like that still live. So that's how I got into that. Um, because it's literally saving me right now. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm licensing to, I'm, I'm, get, I'm licensed to be a disability, um, insurance agent in Texas and I'm working on getting the remainder of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I, where I found myself trying to just trying to help and, and reduce any stress that comes with injury in dentistry in general. So. And I guess for my Texas listeners, if anyone wants to work with you for getting their disability insurance together, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, or Facebook, um, under Natasha Hassam Sarwar on Facebook and um, Dr. Natasha Sarwar on Instagram, or you can type in the wealthy dentist, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y dentist, um, or email me at drnatashasarwar at gmail.com. Um, but I'm more than happy to help. Even if you're not in Texas, I'm more than happy to answer questions and help in any way I can. Thank you. So is there like a take-home message you really want to leave listeners with today? Yes, absolutely. I just want to say, um, don't take your health for granted. It's something that's extremely, extremely valuable to you now and in the future. Um, if something, if there isn't something you can do to help your health and, and maintain it and, and stay healthy for as long as you can, I would take that because speaking from experience, um, taking your health for granted is one of the biggest mistakes you can do. So I would just say, do whatever you can to, to really stay healthy and, and put your wellness first. Yeah, I Definitely echo that. It's so crucial. And it's something I think so many of us exactly like we just take it for granted. I know I do a lot of times too. So it's I really want to start working on continuing to grow those good habits before I graduate and start working because I have such a weird mindset of like, all of those like, when this happens, then I will blank. Like once I start working, then I will have a better routine or this or that. And there's always going to be more things going on and adding to your plate that 
you just need to start now and get the habits going now. So it's advice, advice for myself too. So I appreciate hearing that. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. But no, it's, you know, life, life happens and, you know, we do the best we can and that's all we can ask for. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.